But yeah, I wonder if it's like a classic movie thing where people just come and they're like, give me five drinks. I want to spill one on the floor. Also, I'm going to steal your armrest. I want to cuddle with my boyfriend. So I'm going to push my butt into your side. Yeah. And then every time I go to get a drink, I'm going to elbow you. Pow! <laughs> Okay. Hey, welcome to a brand new episode. Of <laughs> I forgot. Something that we've done for the first time today is record an episode of our podcast, I Forgot. My name is Barbara. Uh, my name is Melissa. It's 11 a.m. on a Sunday. It's 12. We just started recording. <laughs> oh, I see. I was like, why are you? <laughs> you know. Yeah, okay. We're definitely, we didn't record one just before this, so. Yeah. And we're in a normal room. We don't have to tell you how weird it is being in a room that we've never been in before because we've been in this room before. Yeah. We've we've spent, we have, in fact, spent about an hour and 20 minutes in this room before right now. Trying to get comfortable in it. It's slowly working. Yeah. I'm still, my legs are chilly. I'm putting my sweater on my legs as if my sweater was a blankie. Okay. I knew that. I was using my jacket as a blankie at the movie. Yeah. As a blankie. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> we're both wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week we're doing something a little different. Yep. We're we watched a movie together in the Rio Theater. There's yeah. a plug for the Rio there. Yeah. You should go watch a movie there. We've watched them before. It's pretty good. This time the crowd was a little weird, but the movie was still good. Have you ever gone to like a classic film at the Rio before? Uh no, I think uh, what was the last one we watched there? Uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were, and there was one before that we watched there, but I think they were all like newer movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't because I've only ever been to like live shows at the Rio and then shows like that. Like uh, we went and saw. Oh, the Wonder Woman. Um, what's his face in the Wonder Woman? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I've seen some movies there, but not a classic one, and it does seem like. The reason I've not gone to a classic movie at the Rio is because it seems like the clientele is going to be just yeah. like dudes with neckbeards and podcasts in talking. line. <laughs> <laughs> talking to each other behind us about podcast stuff that we were. Yeah. Did you hear anything they said? I remember hearing stuff and being like, I'll remember that for later and then just forgetting it because it's not interesting. We were making these real good jokes very quietly. Yeah. Very respectfully to other people. And then these guys just talking behind us they're talking about a lot of classic movies and being like yeah some of them aren't actually good like you know like sometimes they're just like people have accepted them as good because of like they liked them at the time but you watch them now and they're not good and that's not something we would ever say on the podcast no no we never criticize classic movies like that no we never do that in public we do it quietly in the room <laughs> and then we show it to the public i do that often and loudly in public i don't know i felt a little bad because like we sat down and we were like I bet we're going to hate these guys behind us. And then, like, every time I overheard them, I was like, this is boring, but you seem really good-natured and fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, they seemed fine. I'm yeah. just like, talk quieter. Yeah. No, it was just the whole atmosphere of, like, every person here is just, like, a classic film guy. Like, I just yeah. felt like, ugh. It seemed a lot... <laughs> <clears throat> like my problem with them they seemed fine but the volume at which they were talking about stuff I was like hey this isn't a comedy show 
where we're all listening to you. Yeah, like, also nothing you're saying is funny or good. Yeah, like, I don't know. Were they directly behind us or they were a couple rows behind They're us? They're directly behind you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, you don't need, you don't need to talk this loud. Yeah. Like, I don't know, have some shame. Like, yes. We're don't talk about your podcast out loud in public. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Disgusting. We whisper it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two women behind us. Again, seemed like fine, good-natured people, but one of them spilled her whole beer. Yeah. And the Rio is, like, on a slant. It's not, like, steps down. It's just a slanted floor. Yeah. And so it all just rolled. I picked my backpack up in time, but it all just sort of spilled underneath me. Yeah, which, and I mean, like, there's not a lot you can do, but she did not in any way try to mop up her drink. No, and she didn't even, like, apologize. She didn't even, like, tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, if you have anything on the ground, pick it up, because I just spilled a whole drink. Yeah. It was like it was an insult. Like, I got that from everyone. They thought they were watching this movie alone. Yeah. And it was a full theater. Like, there might have been, like, a few empty seats, but that's it. Like, pretty much everyone had someone beside them. And it's like, no, this isn't, like, if you want an at-home experience, watch this at your home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the other, like, weird thing. Like, I've never experienced the Rio in that way. Because mm-hmm. almost every time I go, it's, like, as much a community event as it is, like, a small social event. Like, everyone's kind of here yeah. for the same reason. We're all going to have fun. I probably won't talk to anyone, but we'll exchange some smiles. It's fine. Yeah. And this one was just, like... I'm sure not everyone was a pretentious dick. It just felt that way as soon as we got inside. Yeah. And yeah, I don't... Why... you Do whatever you want. I'm glad you had fun at the Rio, but... Every single person in the row behind us had like five empty beers on the floor when we got up. Yeah. Same with the guys beside me, who I'm like the, the guy who came over originally. Like, we were sitting together in one of those four-seater things. And I had my backpack on the seat for a while, and then I was like, you know, this is, place is filling up. So I took it off, and then this guy came over, and he was like, hey, are these seats taken? And I was like, no, of course, and you know, they go for it. And just, like, I had the between those two seats, I had the armrest down because I was going to put my drink there. And then he comes there with his, like, boyfriend and immediately puts his drink there and his arm, like, on the full armrest. And I'm like, buddy, no. <laughs> we claim this space first. Yeah. We yeah. get the second armrest. Well, and then they didn't want to pull down the armrest between them because he was cuddling with his boyfriend, which I'm like, fine. But we, but we also didn't want to pull down the one between us. Like, that was kind yeah. of annoying. Yeah. And also, yeah, like, I, I just started putting my arm there. Like, I just wouldn't move my arm. As soon as he moved it, I was like, this is my spot. <laughs> and, like, every time he tried to get his drink for the first half, he would, like, elbow me a little. And eventually he started... I think realizing what he was doing and like grabbing his drink different. Mm. But yeah, I'm just like, you know, it's, I don't have anything against you cuddling yeah. in public, but I'm like, just don't like touch me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, we're not, we're like not friends on the same couch. This is a public theater. We don't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but anyway, aside yeah. from that, really fun. Also, yeah. the reel's good. The real's I feel good. like. This was our only experience. The Rio's experience. been through some tough times. Yeah. We're shit-talking some of the people that went there. The Rio is a great venue. Yeah, we enjoy it. We've been there several times, and it's been really, really good. Um, this was just, this is just, like, a, like two people, really, who, who bothered us a bit. Yeah. But also, okay, the funniest thing, the girls was behind us, one of them fell asleep, <laughs> and you can hear her, like... Snoring. Yeah. 
<laughs> and like I, her friend woke her up, and then after like after the movie was over, made fun of her. Yeah. And then I just turned to you, and I was like, "Is someone asleep?" <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty good. It was like at the climax too. Oh right. Yeah. So uh, you want to say what movie we watched? All right, we watched The Shining. Ah, uh, has anyone have you seen it? Have you seen The Shining? Yeah, I don't think most people have watched it. I think it's sort of like obscure. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a cult classic, cult classic kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a little weird. Not, no real big names in it, but mm-hmm. like, I'd say pretty overacted if I'm being. <laughs> if I'm being what judgmental. do you mean? What do I. <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just oh <no>. my God. <laughs> Sorry. No one can see us gesturing. Yeah, but it's pretty good. Trust yeah. me that it's spot on. Also, if you have ever, by some slim chance, watched this movie, you know exactly what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Also, I feel like if you've seen any parody of The Shining at this point. Yeah, you know exactly what happened in that movie because I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't know that that Frozen Jack Nicholson meme was from The Shining. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh and I didn't know she ran like that. What the fuck? Like, I didn't know that was from this, but I've seen it parodied in other places. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who told her to run like that? Was that, like, I want to find out if that was her choice. Like, if that was an artistic choice she made as an actor. Mm. Or if the director was like, no, be more like, um, be more like you don't know how to run or hold a knife or just be alive. Yeah. Well, I don't... She's a very beautiful woman. I don't. I don't remember her name. Uh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Very beautiful woman. I. Th- she did a great job, but uh, she also weighs two pounds. So I'm wondering if that's actually how she runs. Like if she puts too much effort into it, she'll just <laughs> her bones. Will Legs will just that. snap. Yeah. <laughs> Every time she picked up her kid, I was like, "That kid is bigger than you." I know. Put him down. He can walk. That kid was so freaking cute, and the yeah. scene. All the scenes of him riding his big wheel <laughs> yeah. were so satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that there was like a kids cartoon where the the intro um mimic that was it like Stewie's World or something like that? Is Bobby's World? Bobby's World. Is that, is that the intro? I don't remember. I thought that was the intro. I could be completely wrong, but for some reason I'm remembering it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just riding around. A back shot of him riding is like a little tricycle that thing. That kicks ass. Yeah, there's a... Is there a parody of that in Rugrats? Probably. Feels like a good, good place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's how this movie started. Um... Just, there's a lot of fun stuff. We'll see if we tell you the actual plot of this movie. Yeah, neither of us, believe it or not, neither of us <laughs> turned on our book lights in the Rio to take notes. Yeah. So. We could have. Yeah. We, if anyone complained, we could have been like, well, you just spilled beer on me. Yeah. So. We're still the least annoying people here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Jack is, Jack Nicholson is driving to, um, just driving a windy road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot how beautiful that opening scene is. Yeah. It's like, I leaned over to Melissa while we were watching and said, this is filmed on a drone, but I actually am trying to figure out how the fuck they got that. A helicopter, maybe? I'm guessing helicopter. Yeah. Um, also, he's driving, like, a yellow bug, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, which I wonder if it was a reference to Ted Bundy's car. You know I'm not going to know any of this murder shit. You know I'm not going to know it. (laughs) That's for for the people at home who know that Ted Bundy drove a yellow bug. Okay. And murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. And this was foreshadowing. I see. I think. Unless this came out before Ted Bundy did and Ted Bundy copied them. No, Ted Bundy copied his friend. Anyway. (laughs) Moving on, he ends up at a hotel. And the hotel is like, hey, can you watch our hotel for the winter? We don't like to have it open because we don't want to pay for the roads to be clear. So people won't, you know, it would be fun to ski, but it's just too expensive. We need to have the heat on here and there. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about how fucking silly it is that a hotel is closed at the top of a mountain in winter. Yeah. Like he asks them and they're like, oh, it's just too expensive to keep that the trail clear. And I'm like, no. No. It would, no, ski resorts make so much money. Yeah, like, And you That's have a ridiculous. huge hotel. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. And so they're asking him, can you do, like, light maintenance and repairs and, like, heat different things at different times so everything stays working how it's supposed to? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. I have no experience, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also they're like, oh, so you're a school teacher? And he's like, that was just to pay the bills. I'm a writer. Yeah. Yeah, you you get the sense early that he's a very self-important artiste. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and then the, like, they're having a good chat. And the hotel worker is like, just got to tell you this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fact. Quick fact. Might change your opinion on this. Might not. You know, whatever. Uh, one of the previous caretakers murdered himself and his whole family. So how are you with being alone? Yeah. <laughs> And Jack's like, I love solitude. I'm working on my newest piece right now. He doesn't call it a book or a novel. He calls it some like a piece or something. Which is, um, I would say, one of the biggest flaws in this movie because every dude like that, this character would be calling it my novel. Yeah. I would be working on my novel. The great American novel. Every guy in line at the Rio was ca- talking about working on his novel. Novel. Or my screenplay. <laughs> it's called The, Sh- the Shining 2. I love making fun of people who do art. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He tells him this and Jack goes, yeah, no, whatever. Also, my wife loves like like, murder stuff. So she's going to be way into it. But I don't think he ever tells her, right? No. Yeah. Also, I missed the line about his wife loving murder stuff. Yeah. uh, He says something like, I don't think he calls her a true crime buff, but he uh, says something along those lines. We should watch more movies together because you remember so many different things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he just, like, accepts the job. Yeah, and then he calls her from the lobby or whatever, and he's such a dick when she picks up. Yeah, he's never nice to her. No, that's the one thing that surprised me about this movie. Is, no, several things surprised me, but one of the things that surprised me the most is I thought it was set up to be like this family man yeah. who like loses his mind in this hotel and ends up killing his family but it's no it's just an abusive just mediocre white dude who can't do anything and then gets mad that he can't like he is not special and tries to murder his family it is it's a good portrayal of toxic masculinity honestly there's mm. a lot of problems with this movie and I do still think it's kind of overrated but it was I was in surprised yeah i think with how accurate a portrayal of just men just yeah 
men, a man who resents his wife because of his own shortcomings. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's, the only time he's ever nice to her is when he's around other people and he's trying to be like, yeah, I'm a cool guy. Mm -hmm. Like, very blatantly put on. But yeah, I feel like, like, Shelley Duvall is always, like, reading or, like, helping. Doing his work. Doing his work. Generally being, like, a cool person, probably if she wasn't married to this, like, abusive loser, would be maybe an author or something. Like, yeah. she seems like she's got a lot to say. She retains information. She's really into history. Like, when they're giving them the tour of the hotel before they take it over. She's asking interesting questions. I'm very interested in the whole thing. But you can tell that uh, Jax just told her that she's stupid her the whole time they've mm-hmm. known each other and just taking that to heart, so... I feel bad, but, you know. Also, she's dressed so good. She looks like a kindergarten teacher through this whole <laughs> yes. thing. I love the beginning. It, when you first meet her, she's in, like, a full red onesie with, like, a blue dress over yes. top. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> because she's, again, two pounds and probably has no nothing to keep her warm. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah, they establish early on that they turn the heat off in the all the other rooms of the hotel. Yeah. So the whole time she's wearing, like, wool pants over yeah. under a dress and big boots and yeah it's pretty cute yeah yeah okay what happens and so he accepted the job and then and then what was happening you can tell what was happening with Shelley Duval and the kid well does it start with the psychiatrist there no she comes after he has um his episode yeah <laughs> And I'm just going to jump to that unless there's something you feel. I think the only thing we'd want to establish is his friend Tony. Yeah. Tony. So he's Tony is his friend who lives in his mouth. Yeah. He talks like that. But if you try to fly, if you try to have a look, he jumps into his stomach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They just ask um, what his Shelly, his mom, goes like, well, do you want to move there? And the kid's like, no, oh, I guess whatever. Like... It's not like there's many people to play with here. And then she's like, because he's sort of like looking sad. So she's like, well, what does Tony think? Thinking this is a, his imaginary friend. Hmm. And he's like, I think it's a bad idea, <laughs> Mr. Wall. <laughs> I forget her, her last name. But yeah. yeah. And then you don't realize until later that it's whatever the hell being is inside him is like, yeah, your husband's going to try and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> the Shannon. Oh, also, <laughs> I remember more things about our experience than about the movie itself, but <laughs> as the lights went down, the one behind us went more like the dimming. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll probably hear that on a different movie podcast, mm-hmm. Vancouver-based movie podcast coming up. Yeah. <laughs> more like the dimming, am I right? <laughs> ah. Um... Yeah, so then then he has his episode. Yeah. He's brushing his teeth and he he's, passes out. Cause yeah, he's talking to Tony about what would happen. And so Tony says, Tony shows him. Shows him an image of the blood, the elevator blood scene. Yeah, so two good. girls. So fucking beautiful, the elevator blood. Yeah, also that's definitely like just a cherry Kool-Aid. Yeah. That's not what blood looks like. <laughs> oh my God. That's not what it looked like when I filled my elevator blood, at least. No. But um, another thing that surprised me is I didn't find those girls creepy at all. Just really no. sad. Yeah, no, I just kept thinking I was like, 
yeah, it seems like they're just ghosts who want to play, especially because they were murdered. It wasn't like they were evil. They were trying to get out of that place. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. That that was just really sad. Yeah. So, yeah. Tony shows him something scary, and then he passes out. And then when he wakes up, he's being examined. Um, not examined. His, his therapist, child doctor, is talking to him about it asking if he's had a seizure and like if he remembers anything and he won't say if he remembers anything well he says he doesn't mm-hmm. but he knows he's not supposed to talk about tony so. yeah uh and then the psychiatrist goes and talks to the mom alone and uh she's like not no real traumas to report here oh i mean his dad did break his arm oh so dislocate his arm yeah, one time he got really mad and yanked him up and dislocated his arm. Yeah. Would have happened to anyone? You know when you just pull your kid around? You know when you just yeah. drag your kid by their arm? You know, he, he just came home. He was drunk and he's angry when he's drunk. So he, like, pulled him up, you know, just a little a little bit more forceful than usual. But, you know, he hasn't had any drinks since then. It's been, like, five months. He promised me if he ever did it, if he ever drank again, I could just leave him. So, you know, it's He fine. told, he gave me permission. Yeah. Yeah. And the psychiatrist, yeah, the psychiatrist is just staring at her like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something I need to, to just tell a few people about. <laughs> might see me. So tomorrow. she doesn't seem to tell anyone about it. Yeah. Uh, seventies were weird. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, they also move into the hotel right away, so. Mm-hmm. I like to believe the doctor was trying to put some things in motion. And then they're like, we're going to a very secluded area. So bye, see you in six or eight months or whatever it is. I thought it was just five months. Five months. It's the one thing I remember. Let me have it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then so they get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a tour. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you go ahead. I was gonna say, the boy is playing in the game room for most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then Jack Nicholson <laughs> and Shelley Duvall are getting the tour and she's really cool. And he's very much like, I feel like the whole time he's like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not going to do any of this stuff. Just get out of here so I can use your big old hall so yeah. I can do my writing. Yeah. Yeah. She's asking a lot of interesting questions and um, yeah. eventually she and what's the kid's name? Danny. Danny, yeah. Uh, are left with the um, cook. head cook, yeah. the chef, when the manager and what's his name, Jack Nicholson, are off. Jack Johnson. Yeah. His name is actually Jack in the movies. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Jack Nicholson just doesn't understand character names. Yeah. So he wouldn't answer to anything other than his actual name. Yeah. Also, they wanted to leave it open in case Jack Johnson wanted to fill the role who has the same problem. Yeah, or Jack Allope. I am Jack Allope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, what was he doing with the hotel guy? They were showing him something else. Oh, right. I remember just when they're showing them all this grand hotel and this great space, and they're all like, oh, it's so nice. And he's like, this is your quarters. And he opens it up, and they're like, oh. Cool. <laughs> An avocado. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like the kid has his own room, which looks fine, and then the rest is sort of like a bachelor suite. Like their bedroom just has like a curtain door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the bathroom looks nice. Oh, honestly, I would live there. But... Yeah, it was nice enough. But, but yeah, they call it cozy. 
Yeah, they call it yeah. They call it a couple times like a different word for small. And yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> the hotel guy doesn't even register. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, and then um, they come back and ask to borrow Shelley Duvall. Is that her name? Yeah, I nailed it. And or, uh, uh, Wendy or Windy or something. Oh, Win- yeah, Wendy and Winifred. Um. So Danny's left alone with the head chef who starts asking him about his friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, like, earlier on, the head chef calls him Doc. Oh, yeah. Not, and they're like, how did you know that we call him that? And he's like, oh, I must have heard it. You must have heard you say it? Yeah. Like, well, I can't remember saying it. I'm like, I don't know how else I'd know it. Yeah. So <laughs> why don't you stop asking so many questions and use your own brain? <laughs> no, he does. He's very nice. Yeah. He doesn't get super sassy with Shelley Duvall. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he starts talking to him about it, and he's like, I thought, or what did he say? He says that him and his grandma used to be able to have full conversations without ever saying a word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, not very many people have this. Yeah. So, like, what's yours like? And he's like, I'm not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good scene. I wish yeah. I remembered more details from it. Eventually, he asks about room 237. Yeah, like, you have no reason to go to room 237 ever, do you hear me? Yeah, and he's like, does it scare you? He's like, no. Yeah. No, I'm not scared of it. Just don't go in there ever for any reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me about it either. <laughs> well, and then uh, parents come back, and what's his face? The kid gets, oh, no, he got the ice cream before when he was alone with the, the chef. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, and it keeps cutting to his face looking really intense because he's being told something scary about his own mind. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, and then hotel staff leaves and they're left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. The boy rides around on his little tricycle a lot. So okay. cute. Uh, they go, he and his mom. Oh, okay, yeah, the first day, um, Wendy brings up like a big breakfast for Jack. Mm hmm. And she's like, do you want to take me for a walk after breakfast? And he's like, no, I should start working on my novel. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. He goes, oh, I should probably actually get to work on the novel as if as if it was like a burden and that that's what she wanted him to do. Yeah. And yeah. So she goes and plays with her son outside. Yeah. And they go to the hedge maze. Yeah. And they have fun in there. Yeah. And he's like running too fast. She tells him to slow down. Yeah. Kids you have win, more stamina. Win. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then what the hell was that scene where he's, like, standing over a, a miniature version of the head ma- hedge maze and, and, and he can could see, see them? them running around in there? Yeah. Yeah, at first I wasn't sure if he was going to be like, this place is weird because he could see things moving around or if it was just to be, like, a cool cut scene. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, like, just dreamlike and not really meant to be registered. As, mm-hmm. I think it's just essentially cool. him being like, yeah, I... Could be out there in the hedge maze with hedge maze with my family, uh, but I'm in here just staring at a picture of a hedge maze. I'd rather be here not writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it sort of carries on like that. Yeah, where a kid explores the, the kid is always exploring the place. You know, having fun, not doing anything too evasive, but you know, looking around, riding a little bike. Um, the mom is always 
taking care of all the chores around mm-hmm. the place. This huge hotel that they were Jack was supposed to be taking care of. Yeah, she's, she's doing, doing his whole fucking job for him. He's always in this huge room, not writing. Yeah. Or throwing a ball against the wall. Yeah. Throwing a ball against the artwork, the big mural. Yeah. Like, literally, like, it's like, <laughs> you have no money to pay for this if you wreck anything. Yeah. Like, um, I think... Well, the kid tries to get in the room one day. Right? The, like, he... But it's locked. Yeah, so he heard something, and it was locked, and he sort of walked away from it. Yeah, and the scene of him, like, watching the door as he rides away is so freaking cute. This yeah. gets so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next notable thing, and stop me if I'm wrong here, but is when she goes into his writing room to talk to him about something, and he freaks out. Yeah. Because she, like, walks in, and she's like, oh, hey, and she's coming around the desk. Like, he had plenty of time to see that she was coming. Yeah. But she's, like, coming around the desk being like, hey, what are you writing? Let's have a look. Like, you know, uh, you still going good? Maybe you'll let me read something soon. And he flips out and is like, you can't come in here. Like, Every time you come in here, you break my concentration. Yeah. It's definitely not overacted, though. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it makes everything harder, and I have to start again and try to get back into that headspace. So why don't you just not come in here? And he's, like, swearing at her. Yeah. And she's obviously very upset because she came in to either, like, ask him something or tell him, like, food was ready or maybe even to bring him something to eat. Mm -hmm. And just, like, see what's going on. And he has this huge fit, tells her to get out and not to come back in that room ever for any reason. He's like, yeah. I don't care if you hear a noise. I don't care if you hear no noise. Like, just yeah. stay the hell out if I'm in here. Which is, like, it's a huge haul. Yeah, who like, said you get not, that whole room? You're not even doing the job you were hired to do. It's not even, to me, it's not even, like, a room. It's, like, a connecting room. Yeah. Like, it's, like, you have to go through it to go other places at some point, I think. So yeah. I'm, like, go to hell. Yeah. I mean, I get it, Jack Nicholson. I also have ADD. I do realize that when someone interrupts you when you're doing something, it is really hard to get back into the thing that you were doing. Yeah, but, but also it's not you her fault that anything. you're average. Yeah. <laughs> it's not her fault that you haven't written anything. Yeah, you have zero things on paper. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. After that, I think she goes back about her business doing all, all of the his jobs. Work. Yeah. He, um... You start noticing her getting, like, more and more scared of being in the place Mm -hmm. because it's, like, she doesn't want um, the kid to be making noise because Jack is sleeping and Jack is keeping a really weird schedule. So it's, like, they'll be up and trying to do stuff, like, have breakfast or whatever, being super quiet because he's decided to sleep from, like, you know, 6 a.m. to, like, 10 p.m. or something. Mm -hmm. But he's not, like, at one point Danny asks if he can go get... Yeah, it's a toy. Truck, yeah. yeah, and he goes into the room, and his dad's just sitting on the bed staring at the wall and yeah. then invites him over. Yeah, and then hugs him for an extremely long time, and this kid is like, you've never hugged me before, so this is weird. Yeah, I'm already scared. I keep seeing little dead girls. and Yeah, and then asks his dad, he goes, would you ever hurt me and mommy? And his dad goes, what did your mom tell me that, tell you that? And mm-hmm. like, gets really angry and aggressive looking. So obviously this kid is like, the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack is like, I would never hurt you. I love you more than anything or mm-hmm. whatever. And like the kid's like, okay, I know for sure you're going to try and kill us then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the like, um, compounding kind of narrative with Jack as he keeps like talking about how much he loves this kid and he'd do anything 
for his kid and he loves him. But my wife interferes. Yeah. Like his wife is incre- like it's her, eventually her fault that he dislocated his arm. She'll never let him forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, we should talk maybe. When yeah. is the first time he goes to the bar? Um, sorry. It might be after. It is. Yeah. Well, after he yells at her, or after the kid gets the thing on his neck. I think it's after the thing on his neck. Yeah, I think you're. I think yeah. you're right. And I think that. I think that's coming up. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the kid's riding around and like. Oh. Um. Their the phone goes out. Oh yeah, the phone goes out, and Shelley Duvall just doing her checklist, figuring stuff out, and she's sort of like, "That's weird." Like, sort of, like, walks her way over to the CB radio, all, like, getting the stuff done way, calls them and asks what hap- what's happening, and he's, like, phone's out. They're kind of flirting. Are they yeah. flirting? He's definitely flirting with her, and she's yeah. just like, I haven't spoken to another person yeah. <laughs> other than my child in so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe in The Shining, too, they get together. Mm. Um but yeah, like has a nice conversation with the like forest ranger or whatever. Essentially, phone lines are not going to be back for several months because there's so much snow. Yeah. So he tells her to uh, leave the CB radio on all the time. Yeah. Um, also, I think we've missed it a bit, but just just to emphasize this, uh, Shelley and her son have been going out and running around and having fun outside as well as doing activities inside to, you know, keep their minds active and stuff. Mm -hmm. Jack has just continuously locked himself in a room and thrown a ball against the wall. Yeah. Not getting anything done. Just making himself angrier and angrier. (laughs) Um, But yeah, how does that door get open? Because the kid is running around again, like, sorry, riding around on his bike, and I think hears a noise, and room 237 is open, and there's, like, the keys in the lock... Yeah. Oh, he thinks he hears his mom in there. Oh, right, yeah. But, yeah, I think, are are we meant to think that a ghost has opened it, or? Yeah, because I have a feeling he sees the two girls, and then he's like, oh, I don't know, and then hears a noise, and then thinks his mom is in the room. Oh, the ball. A ball rolls up. He's playing with his toys on the carpet, and a ball rolls up. Oh, okay, and that's just after Jack's been... Throwing the ball against the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he follows it and then... Okay, so I guess we're supposed to think that Jack opened it because Mm, he is, he is. You know what? He starts... (laughs) The more we talk about it, the more I like this movie, Melissa. (laughs) He starts... uh, He goes to the bar before that happens um, because when he goes to check in on the room, I think he's, like, supposed to be kind of drunk. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, there's a bar scene. He goes into this big hall, and he sits down at the bar, and then this bartender's just there, and his name is Lloyd, and Jack knows him, and he's like, he's always like, Lloyd, you're always the best at this. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he goes to the bar, and he goes, I would sell my soul for a drink, and then that's, then the bartender shows up. Yeah. Like, would you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So he gets drunk with Lloyd. Yeah. Well, Lloyd doesn't get drunk. He gets drunk with Lloyd. And then, oh, he doesn't have any money. Also, yeah, like he, he says like, he's gonna buy a drink, and then he opens his wallet, and he's like, "Actually, I'm a little light." How's my credit in this place? Yeah, yeah, that's impeccable. Oh yeah, he does that, and then like he goes, the kid goes into the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, everyone loves hearing this story. <laughs> kid goes into the room thinking his mom's there, uh, 
And um, for whatever reason, Shelly is talking to Jack, maybe to say the phone lines are out. No, no, no. Jack started screaming in his sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she comes to check up on him. And then Danny comes in. He's got a big bruise on his neck and his shirt collar is like ripped or something like that. We haven't talked about his sweaters yet. Oh, his sweaters are so good. He's got one that's like Apollo, which apparently, there's some theory that Stanley Kubrick is the one that filmed the moon landing, faked the moon landing. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. So everyone points to that as like evidence that it's... (laughs) (laughs) There's one that's Mickey Mouse kicking a football. Oh, yeah, that's That's so good. good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway, she's talking to him and it sort of seems... Like, it honestly sort of seems like they're coming to, like, an agreement or a break, like, breakthrough kind of thing. And then he, the kid comes in, and he's got the bruise and the his shirt collar ripped, and Jelly Duvall goes over and, like, turns to Jack. He's like, did you do this? How could you? How could you? How could you, Jack? And takes the kid and, like, leaves. Like, he, oh, right, they're talking, and then the kid comes in, and they can't see anything. And she's like, let me just get him out of here. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll come back, and we'll talk about this, and goes and sees that. And, like, immediately, obviously, because they're, like, the only ones in the room in the hotel blames Jack because he has been violent in the past. Yeah. And so now this kid's traumatized. He won't talk. Like, only Tony is going to talk now. Yeah. And Jack gets upset because he's like, well, I didn't do it. Why are you accusing me? I don't understand this. And then he goes to the bar and meets Lloyd and gets drunk. Yeah. And then he's like, that's when he's like, she won't let me forget it. Yeah. yeah. One time. One time. I abused my kid one time. And also now that he's abused again, she thinks it was me again. Yeah. <laughs> um, gets good and drunk at the ghost bar, goes upstairs um, to his hotel room and Shelly's there and she's like, he's... Doesn't Shelly come down and find him? That's when she finds out about the... Oh, I thought he went... Yeah, I thought he went up and that's when she told him. But whatever, she... They meet and she's like, no, he says a woman did this. Um, There's someone... There's someone in... in, Someone else is living in here with us. Like, she's in room 237. He went in there and she, like, tried to strangle him. And And Jack Nicholson's like, you're crazy, but I guess I'll check. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> goes there. Yeah. Do you want to describe this scene? Um, he goes there, and there's there is in fact a woman in the bath, and she starts getting out, and he's like, "I guess I'll just stay here then." Yeah, I mean, this she's woman naked, that attacked my so child. Yeah, stay here silently and watch her emerge. Yeah. So she gets out, and titties. There's titties, and so of yeah. course he again just stays there. Eventually approaches her so they can kiss. Yeah. And then sees in the mirror that she's actually a corpse. Yeah. Uh, a corpse of an old lady. Yeah. Who's a little chubby. Ew. Oh, bloated in her, yeah. Skin's falling off in places. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then runs away, goes back to his suite, tells his wife that there's nothing in there. Yeah. Which I have no idea what the motivation behind saying, like, no, no, no. I didn't just make out with a corpse. Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, why not just go like, oh, yeah, there's a dead body back there. I understand. But he, he must have, like, wrapped himself, like, you know, had a freak out, like, hit something on his way out, like, snagged himself. Well, I f- assumed he figured it was a ghost. But even so. Why wouldn't you tell your wife about a- the ghost in there? Well, and also, like, he doesn't seem... At all disturbed? At all. He's just like, well, this is a thing now. And I don't think he understands that he's like... Well, because it's a part of him. 
Like, he's reliving this cycle. That's what I kind of like about it being a movie about toxic masculinity. It's like he's going through these motions that are natural to him. Like, it does make sense that there are ghosts here. It's not even remarkable to him. It's just that when his family comments on it, that he gets weirdly defensive and aggressive. Yeah, he's like, I feel at home here, and it's because of the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't, even with the psych cycle thing and it's supposed to be like he's been there before and he's always comes back sort of thing I'm still like it just seems weird to me oh it is weird I'll agree it's weird I just I kind of just leaned into the like dreamlike quality of the whole thing okay it's more enjoyable if you just don't expect anything to make sense yeah Yeah. anyway so she's all like I don't know what's happening and Danny's still like non-verbal Mm-hmm. Staring at the wall. Uh, and is it that night that he says, Red Ram? No, wait, he himself. goes back to the bar, right? Yeah, Jack goes back to the bar. And now there's a whole There's a whole party bunch of people happening. there because he's sold his soul and he's in. He didn't tell about the ghost. Oh, maybe that's why. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. the secret club. Yeah. And then he, he meets a ghost in the bathroom. No, no, no. The ghost spills... Oh, right, spills. drink on him and goes into the bathroom, and he's like, hey, I know you. Mm-hmm. I saw you in the papers. You, you killed, killed your, your wife and family. family. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're the caretaker here. You've always been the caretaker. And then he peels his face off. Yeah. Plucks out his eyeballs and puts them on his fingers. Yeah. Um, and then he says the N-word a bunch of times. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> There's no reason. F- That's the one thing that really didn't make sense to me is, like, what difference would it make? So, I mean, like, it was filmed in the 70s, right? Yeah, we should hurry up because we have, like, 10 minutes. Oh, jeez. Like, I don't I don't think people should be saying the N-word in the 70s either, but I'm like, maybe it may- meant something different. Like, not like the word meant something different, but putting it in a movie was supposed to be more impactful somehow. Yeah. So anyway, the head chef from this uh, hotel is has The Shining, and so he's coming up to check on them because he has a bad feeling about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And this ghost lets Jack Nicholson know that that's what's happening, but feels the need to specify that the head chef is black. Yeah, I don't in understand. a bad way. Yeah, in yeah. the worst way. Uh, so yeah, Jack Nicholson's like, well, I better kill my family before this guy shows up. Yeah, got to take care of him. Yeah. And then... Well, let's just talk about the scene where... She's, <laughs> no! Yeah, no! <laughs> Shelley Duvall is like, my husband's going to kill me. I can sense it. And, well, no, uh, she mentions to him earlier that she's like, I think we need to leave and get Danny to a hospital. Like, he's not doing well. He's totally nonverbal. Like, he's obviously been scared by something. And I again, can't figure it out. And again, Jack Nicholson's like... Why are you just trying to ruin my whole life? Finally something for me, and you're trying to take it away. Do, uh, do you know anything about my responsibilities? And she doesn't yeah. even, like, look at him like, I've been doing all of your responsibilities. She's just yeah. scared. Yeah. Because he's yelling and flailing around. Yeah. He goes to write. She's rehearsing in the thing, being like in her room, being like, we have to go. If you're not coming with me, we're going to, like, I'm taking Danny, and I'm leaving on my own. We're taking the snow cat. And... And then he this, brings a little baseball bat with her. Yeah. <laughs> goes down to confront him about it. He reacts as expected. No, this is the scene where she goes down to look. He's not there. So she's like, well, 
like what's happening oh, right, right, right. Look what he's writing and it says all work and no play makes jack a dull boy boy and he's just written like what pages like 600 pages. pages in different formats yeah <laughs> interestingly enough all play and no work makes me a sexy boy big old sexy boy is that from bobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah and then no he comes out so he follows her as she's like walking backwards up the stairs and she's like get out of here ride. and he's yelling and Luminous hand saying, I'm going to bash your brains in. Yeah. And um, she's she's holding the bat so weakly and just sort of like, no, oh, don't no, hurt me. Jack, get no, away from me. No, stop <laughs> it. And like taking a swing. Yeah. Each and then time, eventually like, hits him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he's, he starts going, give me the bat. Give me the bat. Yeah. Give me the bat. And then she knocks him in the head and he falls down and goes unconscious and she drags him into the, um, like the food cellar got a lock lock on the outside yeah locks him in there and he's like oh you have let me out and she's like no we're going to the thing we're gonna go see a doctor i'm taking the snowcat i'll bring a doctor back and he's like well, good go check the snowcat then you can yeah. have a surprise yeah. and yeah he's cut cut something out of it and he's cut taking all the little weird plastic tube things out of the cb radio yeah so she's like, well, how, what the hell are we going to do now? Meanwhile, the chef is on his way. Mm-hmm. In a snowcat. Yeah, he called a contact that he has on yeah, the way up. Honestly, the chef is putting forth so much effort to get to these people just to check on them. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows what's happening. Yeah. But even if he good wasn't dude, totally though. sure, he was like, I guess I got to go there. And also, like, with The Shining, he probably knows he's going to die. Yeah. So. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, he dies. Spoilers, but that's the only way they could get out, so. Yeah, so a ghost lets Jack Nicholson out of the. Yeah, of the supply closet or whatever. Yeah, and the, so he's wandering around trying to find and his, his wife and ankle, kid. So he's limping, but yeah. he's got an axe now. Yeah, um, and then uh, Chef shows up. And yeah. he's yelling, like, hello, is yeah. anybody here? Chef shows up, isn't it after he starts attacking them? Is it after? I thought he got dis- like he got distracted by a sound and went to go after them instead of. Oh, okay, I don't remember what order it happened in. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, then the axe thing happens. He cuts through the door, and she yeah. like barricades them in the bathroom. bathroom and well, she- she's already sent Danny out the window. Yeah, and then she's trying to get out, but she can't get out, so she's just hiding by the door as he's cutting through it. Yeah, and screaming the whole time. She's got like a... God, there's so much screaming. She's got a chef's knife and she's holding it really close, but just screaming and like writhing against the door. That scene is so much scarier than I thought because every parody I've seen has been really funny. But like, yeah, she's watching the weapon that he plans to murder her with. Just like break through this door, the only thing protecting her. That would be terrifying. Well, no, like I understand the humor in it because like watching just her face and not understanding what's coming through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, this is hilarious. And then, but when you actually know and you've seen the rest of the show, you're like, oh, this is the worst. Yeah. Also, how did, like, I'm sure she's like, how did he get out of there? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So he, yeah, what? Oh, yeah, he does. He gets distracted by the sound of Chef showing up. Yeah. And, and then he... Because I think he thinks the Chef is going to somehow stop him from this. Yeah. But I guess what actually happens is he gets distracted to kill the Chef and then they get away. Yeah. Yeah. And so that happens. And then she's running around trying to find Danny. Danny, Danny came back inside and hid in the kitchen. 
and Jack realized, and so Danny jumps out of where he was hiding and runs outside, so Jack follows him outside. Yeah, and then he's following him through the hedge maze, and Danny's so smart and good, he ends up backtracking through his own tracks in the snow and then hiding them when he goes through a different corner. Yeah. So Jack Nicholson gets lost. Yeah. So good. And because, you know, everyone else in the family has actually left the house and, like, explored places... Danny actually sort of knows how the hedge mates worked, so he was able to get himself back out. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson does not, even though he has an axe, he's not chopping up that hedge maze for some reason. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. That's a good movie. And then, yeah, Jack Nicholson trapped in the hedge maze. Danny comes out. Um, Charlie Duvall is waiting for him. They get in the snowcat. They drive off. Drive off. And then, yeah, it cuts to him frozen in the snow. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, I think that's it. I don't think we get it. Oh, any... we didn't talk about red rum. Oh, yeah. You know. You know you what know happens. He says scene. red rum and then it's murder in the mirror. Yeah. 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 The end. And then you know that Jack is going to kill them, murder them. Anyway, it was a fun experience. I definitely ex- suggest going and watching a movie at the Rio. Yeah. Then, uh, honestly, watch a horror movie at the Rio because I, I don't do well with horror movies often. But no, me either. Well, especially one from the seventies when you already know all the twists and turns. It's yeah. really easy. They're really they're really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Bye. Bye.